Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Love Hour. I'm your host, Miss Kev on Stage, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and husband. The Kev on Stage. And today, we are going to be doing some Q&As, mm-hmm. which I'm so excited about. But before we get there, um, of course, we want to thank our sponsors for sponsoring today's episode. They are Purple and Blue Chew. Blue Chew and Purple are both friends of the podcast. They have sponsored us before. You guys mm-hmm. have supported them greatly. So we yes. appreciate you yes. supporting our, our sponsors because, of course, that supports us. Yes. Um, if you're new to the podcast, this is a podcast where we consider ourselves marriage champions. We are not marriage counselors or therapists. So if you find yourself, um, you know, something that we say resonates with you, definitely go and find a therapist to delve deeper yes. into those issues yeah. this episode won't be that deep though it'll be kind of fun because we're just going to be answering your questions mm-hmm. all right so before we get started uh we want to do a little fun activity which we always do which is our this or that segment cue kevin's jingle that or this with kevin lives it always starts so good, and then it drifts to I don't know oh, where. Oh, 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 hallelujah. The run. All right, Kev's going to come up with the this or that question on the spot because okay. he's good. This is on the spot. Okay, go. This or that. A summer in Phoenix with okay. no air conditioning. Okay. Or a winter in Chicago with no heat. How did you even come up with that that quickly? I searched the files of my mind. And that is so, there's such extremes. <laughs> yes. So and you've been to both and been yeah, in the I extremes know. of both. I'm going to go with. Because <laughs> I was going to say something and then I changed my you mind. Said, Okay, so let me ask a clarifying question. Clarifying question. Okay. Yes, you can have sex in either place. Okay. Is the AC or heat off only in my home? Everywhere. Everywhere I go, there's no no car, no business. There's no AC. And in Chicago, nowhere you go, you can get heat. So I think I would rather spend. Okay, is it record breaking heat and record breaking -breaking climate control? Well, I'm going to die either way. 114 degrees in Phoenix, which is a temperature that I've experienced in Phoenix outside. I was as black as that hoodie <laughs> or negative 25 wind chill in Chicago. Okay. But you're not going to have that wind chill inside of your house, but it's going to be blowing out. there. like, come outside. Cause okay. So I think my final answer, it's going to be Chicago, a winter in Chicago, because you can put in let you can put on layers. There's only so many layers you can put on. There's only so far naked you can go. And but at least you'd be like, Oh, I'm naked. No, but then you're still going to be hot. 114 degrees mm-hmm. is there's no escape. If you continue to put on layers, you can like build up heat. True. Let's True. Cold, I, I know. And I do say cold. Her internal body temperature is Chicago winter right now. I know it is. This is why everybody's been commenting on the hoodies that I've been wearing lately. The reason why is because Joshua and Kevin have it negative 15 degrees in the office. We just got the office. We can't have heat bills at home and at the office. Yeah. Y'all be trying to freeze we me. Keep the, we just keep the heat off and we don't be in here that much. And this thing, this heater be taking a minute. It be yeah, like, oh, shoot, does. you got to. Uh. As soon as you turn up, be like, where's my keys? What do you need keys? Let me. uh Ah. It takes a long time for the heat to kick in. Even under these lights, I'm still like my fingers are cold right now. Really? Yes. Dang. So I I would do a winter. I'm sorry. I would do a 
summer in Phoenix. Which is interesting because you're always hot. Well, I grew up in El Paso, and we had to play outside in 100-degree heat anyway with y'all no AC. Y'all parents did love y'all. No, yeah, we were black. I was looking at some pictures of when I was a kid. I was like, I was out here looking like uh, Kofi Sirobe, or whatever, <laughs> how you pronounce his name. From um, Queen Sugar. Yeah, from Queen Sugar. Um, I'd been Queen Brown Sugar because of my skin complexion. Okay, we're done. But uh, with the heat, you can have a cold compress on your head, which is what I did. My grandma's house, the AC broke one time. At 100 and plus degree heat, that cold compress is going to melt to room temperature. But what I used to do, it is. It is for <laughs> sure. I used to dip a cold rag in like ice water, mm-hmm. put it on my head, and then hold a fan at my head and it would last like three minutes oh let's say that ain't gonna last no remember that's the summer i was in el paso my grandma's thing was uh off that whole summer you can swim in pools that are cold and uh but in that hot heat too the pool is going to be warm no no pools pools be cold pools be cold cold. okay they be cold okay anytime you jump in they be cold and um shaded areas still gonna be you can hot. find shade but i feel like going if you have to go outside i'd rather find shade and heat than there's no warmth oh, i'm outside. not i'm not going outside in cold you have to, you gotta work no 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 that wasn't part of the example i just added it <laughs> <laughs> so yes that's what you would do mm-hmm, okay. chicago you got chicago joshua what you would you do we're asking because you have he has a mic you guys just just for this episode just for this episode yeah what would you do if I had to pick? I like the cold, but I think I would do a summer in Phoenix. I, this is so interesting. I'd be he, in the pool. He'd be golfing. He likes golfing. I love it. Early tea time. Mm. I want you to teach me to 72. golf when we go to Hawaii. We, I was looking at the we hotel. Absolutely. Have a oh, that's go golfing. Idea. Yeah, I think it's a it's a rich man sport, and I'm on my way. So I need to learn so I can have deep conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Josh is good at too many things. That's he his is problem. good at too many things. So Josh said Phoenix. I would do some. He was just in. Weren't you just in Arizona? I was. I was in Scottsdale for the weekend. A little oh, vacation. That's fancy. Yeah, you know. Scottsdale's a suburb of Phoenix. Yeah, it? it's super yeah. fancy. Yeah. It's the rich. He had his little white glove on with his little uh, <laughs> golf stuff. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, he, I was driving a golf cart. I was like, beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> Summer in Phoenix, there's nice pools. Okay. There's nice golf courses. Okay. From the golf course, you can go straight to the pool. Ice cream. Ice cream. cream. You can put ice on your head. It's going to melt. Cold towel. It's all going to melt. It's all going to melt. All right. right, So those are our final answers. Okay. So now. Should we take this or that's from the people of the world? Oh, sure. Yeah. Email them over to lovehourpodcast at kevonstage.com. Or just hello at thelovehour.com. You got that too? Yes. I made it simpler so it wasn't so long. That's How many fair. emails we got at KevonStage.com? Because I feel like you got to pay 15 for them. I can remove that. Well, I have it until everything switches over. But the new one for the podcast is hello at thelovehour.com. Hello. Isn't that cute? I like it. it. I do. I just, I mean, it I know is. y'all wouldn't say we should cute, get but slack. I think it's cute. We'll talk about it offline. Okay. Moving on. So again, today's episode, we are going to just, I posed a question on Instagram asking you guys for questions to, um, that you had for me and Kevin. Child, y'all came up with some good questions. And shout out to y'all. The Instagram's almost at 10K. It is. Which is really hard for a for a like not person page like a show page and we don't even have that many followers and i didn't even really push to it so so, crazy yeah thank you guys so much for supporting if you're not following make sure you follow the love hour podcast on instagram okay so question number one ready ready baby girl do you want more kids (laughs) we're just talking about that on my story here's the thing the best thing that happened to me ever baby on stage 
Oh my McKinley being born. By the born, way, baby on stage is our niece, not our daughter. Yeah, people would just be like, "That is his daughter." Like, no, no, okay. that's my niece. Nah, that's my sister. In years, that is my sister's daughter. Daughter. That's so. Mel's daughter, McKinley Lindley. Yes. Here's why: when I want to hold a baby, she is there. Yes. When she acts, and Jasmine, up, and Jasmine, fatty wats. Mm-hmm. When she acts up, I'm like, oh, so glad we don't have to deal with this anymore. <laughs> she pooped the other day, and I was like, that's grown woman. You've been eating greens. <laughs> So, uh, the boys are so much more self-sufficient. They are. They are just like, if the why I was telling this joke on stage and I need to develop it more. If the Wi-Fi works and there's food. Kids are straight. I don't know how long they could live in that house yeah. without us. No. If they had an endless supply of cereal, fruit snacks, and Hot Pockets, we might could be gone for a week at a time. And they would be straight. Now, you turn that Wi-Fi off. Dad, <laughs> hey. What's happened? My phone. Remember yesterday? The, the yeah. power went off for one, one second. Dad talked to us in hours. <laughs> power went off for one second. Dad, mom, the Wi-Fi. <laughs> can you fix it? Yeah. So they can stay home by themselves a little bit. They're funny. Zay Zay's getting funnier. Yeah, Joe is sarcastic. Kid. They totally ruined my uh, prank last week. <laughs> um, but babies, man, they're dope when they go home to somebody else. Yeah. And we have plenty of friends who are having babies. D has a baby. Mel has a baby. Uh, Vincent and his wife oh, have a baby. Right. Even Meg has a baby. Yeah. Various different ages and holding <laughs> sizes. Some are new like, oh, no, no, no. Some are cute like McKinley. They all go home, though. They all go home. Don't nobody want to change no diaper. Or I'm not interested. Spit up. Or people don't, the boys are so easy to find people to watch them. Yes. Like when we have to go out of town or we have an event at night. It's like, Bro, they don't do nothing. Yeah. They just eat and go in their room. So babies are like, people are like, ah, they're cute, but. They're ah, a lot of work. Ah, so. Um, I would definitely say I'm not um, interested in more kids at this point in my life, simply because, number one, I do enjoy the age that the kids are, but also. We worked hard for this. <laughs> I don't want to. Um, we're in like a, a, a different phase in life. I really do believe that God gives you a certain grace. Mm-hmm. Over your life when you are mothering a infant and a baby and then a toddler, like there's a certain grace and patience. And I feel like that has been lifted from yeah. my life. So I'm so not funny. I'm not interested. When the in boys were kids. little and we were just like changing diapers, it like sometimes it felt like you. Just, it's just boom. You don't even smell the poop no, that yeah, much. You just, and then you like burping them. You're so you. It's amazing how quickly you get used to not sleeping mm-hmm. when you first have a baby. But then when you're out of that, to yeah. go back, you'd be like, how did I even do no, this? That's the grace. With two, we had two under under two. Yes. We had a two in a Joe, one yeah. month. Luckily, I remember when Zay was born, I mean, Joe was born, we were like, all right, potty trained for you, big guy. Yeah. Was Zay Zay potty trained already? No. By the end of maternity leave, he was, though. Six weeks. Yeah. Black families. The next kid born, you gotta that get first one got to be potty. Even if you have twins. No. Whoever's first. You can you you got to be potty trained by the time the second baby comes out. That's you real feel life. me? You hear me what I said? All right, next question. Okay. What's guys. the most annoying thing Kev does? What is the most romantic wow. thing that he wow, does? Wow, 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 wow. Okay. The most annoying thing Kev does? Yes. Who says I'm annoying? So, the most annoying thing that Kevin does is he's working on this, but he never takes what I say the first time <sighs> around. Y'all gonna bring up my past. <laughs> and it is the most annoying thing ever because I will say something and it I don't know, he is telling me he needs it's the additional validation from someone else that makes it register. But then he doesn't give me the original credit for it. He gives like whoever like co signed what I said the credit for it. And so that's super irritating. <laughs> It's funny, that happened to me with Doughboy. I've been telling him how to make his rap videos. He didn't listen, didn't listen, didn't listen. 
or he said he was listening or whatever. But anyway, he saw somebody else do it. He was like, man, Kev, you know what I could do? I could do my rap videos just like that. And I called you. I was like, this is what it's like. So I am working on that. He is working on it. And you got to admit, some of the things I've taken first time this year has been part of my growth You're doing better. Um, I'm going to give you the credit for doing better. Okay. Okay. So next question. The most romantic thing that Kevin does is that Kevin is... Actually, Kevin is far more romantic than I am, I would Thank say. Thank you. Would you agree? Yes. Yes. He, so really... He's just like, hey, make me a hot bowl of porridge and I'll be fine. I really... I am... <laughs> I am pretty low maintenance. You're uh, eating the food off the matrix. Kevin. So what happens is that a lot of times for like fancy things, Kevin will lie and he tells the public, this is for my wife. Melissa wants this. I want to do this. It's all lies. <laughs> They're all lies from the pit of hell. Wow. Kevin wow. wants all the fancy things. However, um, I was just telling him the other day the things that, 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 that um, they're always so nice and over the top and I never want them. But when we're like experiencing them, I'm always so like grateful and appreciative because I would not have done those things on my own. Mm-hmm. So any number of things, whether it's a like dinner surprise or um, this actually just came up. I went to a This Is Us event over the weekend. Speaking of which, ap- after that episode drops, I want to do a podcast mm-hmm. episode about it. Okay. Um but I couldn't go last year and he bought Hamilton tickets and, you know, just made a thing about it. And I don't know. They're always like thoughtful, like romantic and thoughtful. So, yeah. OK, next question. Um, with Liz's list, will there be more interactions about books and other recommendations? Absolutely. I'm currently working on that as we speak. Stay tuned. I don't have I'm, I'm running thin, y'all, on my time. And so trying to manage a bunch of different things is. I just don't have the time. So I am putting some things in place to make that a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as a version, were you nervous about your first time? No. I mean. <laughs> I hate everything about you. <laughs> Take back all the nice things ah, I said. Two questions ago. Go ahead. Oh, that's it? Yeah, that ain't for me. Hello? Yeah, I know I, went, I ain't always been saved. Amen. I know it was for you. Oh. It was for both of us. You are my first sexual partner. Okay. Was I nervous about that random woman? That strange woman? I don't know. So, my memory blocked out that strange woman. I don't know her name. Amen. Okay. I'm focusing on my wife. Okay. So, um, absolutely, I was nervous. Um, but on the surface, did you seem calm and ready? I did. You can continue. <laughs> to drop bombs. <laughs> Um, I was absolutely nervous. It was our, my, obviously it was my first time supporting the question, but also because I, um, I just didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I you hadn't I, even seen my meat. You didn't know what, no, it, what, I, how, what you were getting I into. I literally did You're not. like, dang, wow. That's a penis. Yeah. Like you hadn't even watched the porn. You had never seen a penis. I never saw any of the things, do any of the things. What was I the was, first thing you saw when you saw a penis? Like my penis were you like, dang, that's a why penis. Why are you asking me specific questions? You know, I'm not going to remember the answers to. It had to be a thought where you're like, wow, some things are larger in the mirror than they appear. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's crazy, though, because I feel like most people who have sex, if they haven't had sex, they've done something. You know what I mean? Like, they've seen porn. Like, for you, it was a lot more than just the sex. It was another naked body. You don't don't think they're... What are you saying? I'm saying other people who, uh, be, their first time having sex, they've seen a porn. They might have seen someone naked. Like, you didn't even see no penises in movies. You think that's not an uncommon experience? No, I don't. 
I would venture to disagree, but that's fine. I've seen a woman before, way before I had sex. I saw, I looked at like. No, I'm not saying, I'm just saying that it's probably more common than you realize based on the feedback that I, I, I'm not saying that it's a majority. That's definitely not. But I'm just saying that I know from. How many of, of, uh, of 10 people, how many would you say the first time they ever saw a genetic organ? Probably two. Genetic? Two? Mm -hmm. Two of 10? Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. I would think that I was going to say that. Yeah. Okay. So you weren't nervous? You were nervous. No, I absolutely was. How many times do you think it was before the nerves went away? Was it like just the first time or it was like, man, the second time you're like, whew. I I don't want to have this conversation. I don't know. (laughs) You always go too deep into like uncomfortability for me. Penis. Okay. Penis. Do you want to? What? um, Do the situation. I don't know what it is. It's purple. Let's do one more so it's okay. not that awkward for them. Okay. Uh, I hope they don't listen to a minute prior. Okay. <laughs> Cut that out. How do you balance it all? Work, marriage, kids, home. Here's the answer to that. We get this more and more and more. Yes. The short answer is this. We don't. We don't balance it. Okay. It's not equal. We. What do you mean it's to- not equal? Balance implies everything gets an equal amount of gotcha. time. Our marriage, mm-hmm. our children, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our whatever it's just not possible sometimes we over index on one thing like when we go to hawaii Mm -hmm. it's very little work it's heavy on the family right and fun times uh two weeks ago or we went to new york i had a show me and melissa it was great for our marriage we over indexed on our marriage but we lost a lot for the kids but then when we came back luckily joe's soccer team won a soccer game and their their Mm -hmm. tournament was extended so we're able to go from the airport to his soccer game so we got to see one of four games mm-hmm. when we might have missed all mm-hmm. all three had they not gone. So what we try to do is focus on the moments and make them matter. So like last night we were having dinner. We we're playing two truths and one lie. Melissa's an awful liar. Everybody in the family knew she was lying. I taught my kids a magic trick. And hopefully they remember Wait, that moment. that's not true. You Everybody sucked it up. Your you sucked it up. life was terrible. They knew. No, your. No, uh My lie was great. No, your lie was, am I tired? Do I want to go to bed? I can't even remember the other one. And I'm one. 250 pounds. Yes. Everybody knew yours. I can't remember what mine was, but it wasn't bad. No. Your parents, you thought your parents were aliens. You thought your sisters were aliens. You thought your oh, grandparents were aliens. You were the only aliens. one who knew the answer to that. The kids didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, take it back. <laughs> <laughs> take It's taken back. Okay. Then go ahead. You taught the kids a magic trick. We did the game. Yeah, and we had we ordered bubble tea and Oh, we did order bubble yeah, tea. Yeah, we just we just try to maximize the moments that we have. And it's not that we don't have a lot of moments cuz Melissa spends a lot of time with the kids. Um they're kind of used to me traveling more and they're getting older and they they understand. Right. Like my son was texting me. It was he, I showed you the text. They was texting me like, "Man, I'm He texted me straight up, "I miss you, father." No. I was like, don't so don't say that." <laughs> and I, he was like, "But he then he also I was like, "I miss you too, Zay." And I was saying it's hard, hard, hardest part of the job. And he was like, I get it. You know, um, it's your job. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but that doesn't make it any harder. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, so can I get this new Star Wars <laughs> game? <laughs> so that took the edge off a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's tough. It is tough. And I would actually say that we've said this before and something that I've always said. And um, I'm articulating better than when I initially had these thoughts that balance is a myth. Uh, balance is a lie. 
And believing that there is balance brings on shame and guilt. Mm -hmm. And it is often, especially for women, it's what holds them back from pursuing their dreams because they feel like they need to be able to balance being a mother, being a wife, and their dreams. And if I can't balance it all, then I need to sacrifice dream for being a mother and a wife. And I say to you, um, number one, what you should sacrifice is sleep. But you know what I mean? There's only, If there's only so much time in right. a day, sometimes the sacrifice isn't I'm going to give up on my dream. Sometimes the sacrifice is I'm going to stay up an hour later to work on my dream. Right. Sometimes the sacrifice is I'm going to get up before the kids get up in the morning to work on my dream. Yes. And it's not balance because you may end up being exhausted. You, just, you do need to find rest as well. But I don't think that the goal is there's 24 hours in a day. So that means I need to put spend six hours here and six hours right. here and six hours here. And if I'm not doing that, then my life is out of whack and out of control and the fact of the matter is that there are seasons in life and as the seasons go you may have to over index on one thing you know and under index on another but as long as you're um, constantly I don't want to say balancing but like negotiating all of these things in your life then all can be well right speaking of balance you know what else is very important in balance balancing your sleep balancing your sleep because if you're only going to get six hours of sleep, you may as well get it on a very good mattress. What? Ah, that was your best. That was my best one. That's actually very true. And our friends at Purple have created one of the world's best mattresses ever. Doughboy has one. Josh has one. Doughboy has slept terrible his whole life. And he said, man, because um, he's the first time touring. And he was like, look, man, sometimes I only get three or four hours. But that three or four hours. On the mattress. On the mattress is so impactful. He only said last time, he said, I've been dreaming more. Oh, and I was wow. telling him that dreams happen in REM sleep. Mm-hmm. So if you never have a chance to get that deep into sleep, you, you don't know, have a chance to dream. I never dream. You don't? Mm-mm. While you're awake or asleep? I never dream. I dream all the time. Really? <laughs> Joe Boy was dreaming about gravy mostly, but at least he was dreaming. Shut up. So actually, we have testimony service. Testimony service. Okay, Joshua. Joshua. Joshua actually bought a mattress. He used our code, which you should too. Give us a quick testimony. So don't glorify the devil, glorify the Lord. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> so it's one week tonight, actually. Uh, oh, that's me, right. Because you mattress. had to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I think the mattress is really interesting because uh, I think it was described as like, a firm soft bed yeah and i didn't really know what to expect in that sense until i like laid on it because it's got like that that poly top layer but underneath that is all like the memory foam uh-huh. mm-hmm. so you do feel like it's a firm but soft mattress mm. like i said you gotta try it but um <laughs> but yeah no and uh as far as like what it came with um they were already having an offer to get a free something so i got free sheets those were like normally 120 bucks and nice then, mm. and then the pillow that it came with was another hundred, so I got like two hundred twenty dollars worth of stuff that just came with the the mattress. I, I mean, like it, it was it was a great investment. I never really had like a new mattress, you know. Just we should get a new mattress. Did you feel like an adult? I that was my first. I adult think like package? adult purchase? full package that I was excited about. Like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for my mattress to come. <laughs> <in."> <laughs> Nobody <laughs> moves out to buy a mattress. No. Listen, and that is adult. Have parties and stuff. You that might, is I got to get that good mattress. I got to do it. Oh, I love it. Oh, anything else you want to say? My sleep has been great. Look how rested he I looks. Know I, I'm, I'm here. You know, I'm present. <laughs> I even had coffee today. It's it great. You have no don't coffee? have no coffee. coffee this morning. Uh, right? 
Because of the purple mattress. Because of the sleep. Okay. So the purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It is not like the memory foam you're used to. I'm used to. He's used to. Uh, The purple material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. Testimonial confirms. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling very comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. Does it sleep cool? It sleeps very cool. And the the, the sheets that are from Purple, too, they're, like, kind of stretchy, but they have, like, this cool feeling, too. The pillow's cool. Everything's like, I need oh. that because Melissa be having the heat on hell. <laughs> and I need to have a mattress and a sheet and a pillow that sleeps cool. Oh, wait. I'm about to look into this for real. A 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund, backed by a 10-year warranty, plus free shipping and returns. You're going to love Purple, and right now, my listeners will get free Purple Pillow with the purchase of a mattress. You got the pillow. I got the we pillow. We might need to pull the trigger on it. I'm well, Because I'm starting to feel jealous. Yeah, me too. When Doughboy had it, I was like, dang. Per- we need a testimony. And then when Josh had it, I was like, dang. Here's the thing. And I- we have a good mattress, but maybe Purple is that much better. I woke up two hours before my alarm clock went off. It's more like the sun wasn't out and I was like awake. And I'm just like, first of all, <laughs> we're going to let that Dwayne wake commercial. <laughs> no, I, I just woke up. But I mean, I didn't feel like tired waking up that early. But I was just like, nah, I'm definitely going back. I'm just, I'm, get one, okay, let's do it. I'm going to buy you one for your birthday. Uh, see, but I'm going to get it for, for you him. now. That's for him, though, in real life. Okay. Um, that's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide, which could be like the sheets that Joshua got. Just text Love Hour to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text Love Hour to 84888. Again, that's Love Hour, L-O-V-E-H-O-U-R to 84888. Amen and amen. Message and data rates apply. Okay, next question. Oh, I'm excited next about Next question. This. You guys are dope, no question. Shout out to the squad. Thank you. A-Leaf Texas. What type of sex acts are not allowed in the bedroom? I actually love this question. I'm going to tell you why. Butt stuff. Sorry. I, I love this I question. I said I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, I don't but trust myself. Uh, butt I, stuff. I love this question because <laughs> I never provide an answer. Mm-hmm. And I never provide an answer because I believe what is allowable in the marriage bed is what's consented upon you and your spouse yes period if there are no um like biblical reasons why you shouldn't be doing stuff and it's just freaky or uncomfortable then you need to have that discussion with your spouse about this is a hard stop for me this is something that we can approach this is a go but I don't think that anyone has a right to dictate what is allowed and not allowed inside of a bedroom inside of your bedroom absolutely i feel like um i said this before sometimes i i understand why god wanted us to wait for marriage it's and i think one of the reasons this is unsubstantiated by biblical reasons just kevin thinking uh it's so that you can build a sexual life with that person Mm -hmm. and grow it together Mm -hmm. one thing that i regret from having sex before marriage is i had some experiences that were not melissa and i was putting those thoughts on her like oh Mm -hmm. hopefully hopefully she does this like oh girl did that type of stuff um, and I had to kind of erase all that stuff. I actually did some of that work. Like, man, that that was old stuff. We off that type of thing now. And I think sometimes I'm not saying this is why this person asked that question. But I think sometimes people ask that question so they can be like, oh, see, they do this. Yeah. And I don't think that's the the point of it because right. we're not in your bedroom 
and you're not in our bedroom. So uh, your sexual comfort has a lot to do with your personality, Absolutely. who you are, how you feel about your spouse, yes. how you feel about yourself. And, and most so there's of no it, blanket term for, or absolutely. blanket thing. Remember some people um, in church was like, um, this is no joke. When I was coming up, people were like, anything other than missionary is not of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Oh, the doggy style is bestiality. I was like, what? Or where do you think the term doggy style came from? It was a Snoop album. I mean, <laughs> so you can't let the another person's sexual life be your guide. Yeah. It's something that should be determined between you and your partner. It's something that should be determined between you, your partner, and if you're a Christian, the Bible. So mm. Use the Bible as your framework and then... Everything else I feel like is negotiable. Yeah. It's it's a conversation between you and your spouse. And that's not to say so this is the thing though. Mm-hmm. If you have something and you're just like, I'm uncomfortable with this, that's fine. Yeah. And, and that could be something that other people would consider basic. Yeah, but no, the point that I'm making is you don't have to say I'm uncomfortable with this and the Bible, like you need that oh, credibility, you don't need that validation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uncomfortable with this and the Bible says it. I'm uncomfortable with this, but also, you, you know, the pastor says that. Because right. you're uncomfortable with it. The fact is you don't need that additional validation behind your boundaries. Right. This is a boundary because this is a boundary. Yes. Now, if it's a boundary and it's something that has to do with your past and something that should be searched and examined because right. maybe there's an underlying issue, then go to therapy for this, for that. But if it's just something I'm uncomfortable with this. I just don't like that. That's okay. That's enough of an answer. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Where's that from? I don't know. Oh, I felt like it was. I just make up funny stuff and say it and say it. Um, You said you thought it was Michael Scott. Yeah. Oh, I just I just started all the office all over again. This is like your fifth time. I I can't stop. It is such great. Mm -hmm. When I need to calm down after a show, that's what you watch, bro. Michael Scott. I'd be like, ah, so funny. I need to first season. Me. He had hair. He he didn't have his hair plugs yeah. yet. Whew! We need to destigmatize hair plugs in the black community for men. I'm getting it's a, a man little, unit. It's a little bit harder because I think people go from like where you are now to I'm like going from this to what Dwayne Big Wade. Sean. Yes, that's exactly what I want to do. But no, no, you you wear your hair however. I don't say nothing about it. You can go from. Uh, short hair to wavy and braids, box Spacks. braids down your back, and I don't say nothing. Facts. I'm going straight to Big Sean's hair. You know hair. what? I support you. Next I'm, question. I'm gonna have it in there. I'm gonna be like for Chicago. <laughs> for for Chicago. Yeah. I'm gonna look for just like Big Sean. Do it. I'm gonna text Wade the barber. I'm gonna get me a man unit. How did you and Kevin get out of credit card debt? I'm gonna answer this. You are Melissa was the catalyst, the uh, impetus. The mastermind. The mastermind to our thing. I'm not really a crazy spender like that. Um, but I also wasn't like, let's get out of debt. Melissa researched various techniques to get out of debt. We went with the snowball method, which is basically where you pay the minimum on uh, a variety of loans and throw as much as you can to one. And then when you pay that off, mm-hmm. you then apply You do the same thing. Um, so that's what we did. We, and it took about, what, three or four years? Mm-hmm. Probably about three years. About three years of, of debt and extra money that I got from stand-up. Mm-hmm. We put to credit card. Well, she let me have a little bit, like three or four dollars. <laughs> um, we put the extra to, to uh, bills. And we've been out of credit. I feel like we don't talk about that that much. But we've been out of credit card debt for, what, two, three years now? Probably, yeah. And it is We've been here best. for six, probably three and three. Yeah. And we turn around and you, I'm going to tell you something, man. Credit is so important because now that we're out of debt and we just carry a balance or we have credit cards, but we don't carry a balance. Sure. I realize how much credit 
helps you. Sure. Because with American Express, man, I have so many miles. There's so many perks. And- so many perks. I get bumped up to first class all the time. We bought our tickets to Tokyo for a family of four, first class, all on miles. Mm-hmm. And that's because we pay our credit card you know, off every time and all that type of stuff. But when you don't have credit, you don't even get to... Like you can have a credit card, but you won't get American Express, sure. you know, Delta Business Reserve sure. card. In order to get a business reserve card, which we needed, they check your personal credit. So you can't even build a business credit sure. card until, you know, so part of the reason we have this office in PayPal, they be emailing me like, please take a loan out. Please. <laughs> you don't want 5000 to 500 Like, why would I need fi- $500,000? Yeah. What yeah. makes you think I have that? Right. Like, right. man, you don't know me like that. So, um, um, but. And also, part of the reason we can vacation the way I want to is because we don't carry credit card debt. Melissa never could fully appreciate the vacations. I couldn't. When we had debt. She's like, yeah, I mean, it's cool, but could have been putting it on the credit card. <laughs> could have been putting it on the credit card. <laughs> so, so now that that's paid off and I just be paying for the hotel, she'd be like, okay. And one more thing. We talked to our accountant and I'm so glad. Shout out to Josh. He hooked us up with a new accountant. accountant. And this man is my best friend. <laughs> So I was talking to him about my ideas about vacation and, 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 and spending and write-offs. And he was like, vacation? You guys don't take vacations. When you and your wife leave, you took a board retreat. And I was like, <laughs> you're right. Because we really do work everywhere we go. Yeah. I mean, we really do. When we're to Brooklyn, when we go to Japan, we're shooting a show. But even if we just go... It's a board retreat. Mm-hmm. And when you can write it off, you might as well stay in the suite, cuz <laughs> Uncle Sam ain't finna take it if I can spend it. You feel me? So the question is, how did we get out of credit card debt? I already said the we... snowball thing. So what's the snowball effect? It, uh, <laughs> did you explain it? Yeah, you so, pay your credit card off and you Child, you went all the round and round and Mulberry Bush. Okay, how do you deal with a controlling mother-in-law? Is this for me to answer? <laughs> I love you, mom. Uh, The first step. So I have to say this, though. I can't remember if I was listening to a podcast or if we had a guest on and they were saying that whoever is the blood relation to the mother has to be the sword and the um, spouse, the in-law spouse has to be the shield. So you need to be the sword? So if it's my mom, I have to be the sword. You have to be the shield. And if it's your mom, you have to be the sword. I have to be the shield. Meaning... You're less likely to enter into conflict and you're more likely to enter into uh, forgiveness with your blood forgiveness. than you are with the yes. spouse. Yeah. So the it's the responsibility or it should be the responsibility of the blood related spouse to handle, check and create the boundary for their mother, their father, their brother, the their sister, whoever, their grandmother, yeah. whoever is interfering oh, with granny. their relationship yes so in my case the first step was to have a great relationship with uh, a mother i wouldn't even say your mom was controlling no i feel like sometimes early in our marriage I she think, could be invasive yes uh melissa and i were very young when we got married so we didn't have like usually you transition from college and then you're older and mm-hmm. so your parents have naturally like took their hands off mm-hmm. you literally moved out of your parents house to into marriage. my uh penthouse so <laughs> <laughs> we were living so, in we were living below the ground square pants we were living underground we went we downstairs under the sea and when you open the window it's the dirt and like, literally it was trash his couch oh that God. was so terrible oh, i had no cushion because couch. it had pineapples on it it was super comfortable though 
It wasn't even yellow. It was like a gold, beige, dirty yellow. It was super ugly, but it was super comfortable. It wasn't comfortable. So the problem with comfort... It wasn't comfortable? No, I'm going to tell you. It wasn't a purple mattress, but it was comfortable. Eh, Come back. (laughs) Uh, Kevin believes that comfort is when a couch is old and broken in. And there's a point that a couch goes from new and stiff to comfortable to now it's old and sunken in and should go in the garbage. That couch was old and sunken in and should have. (laughs) It was. (laughs) It was literally the sunken place. Anyway. Dispute me. One time, Melissa's mom, and this was very, like maybe six weeks into our marriage, Melissa's mom had foster kids. So she was like, hey, I need you guys to watch this kid. Watch him. And I was like, nah. (laughs) And she was like, I don't remember why. She had to do something. No, no, no. Why did we say no? Because I just didn't want her to oh. be able to say yes. We had nothing to do that night. Okay. And I was just like, no, because Actually, if we say yes, that might then she's going to be like, and I need it on this night and that night. So I was like, nope, we're not doing that. And Melissa backed me up. It did. She was like, Kev said we can't do it. We're not going to be able to do it. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. And your mom was a little upset. She's not happy. A little upset. Don't ask me for nothing. She I ain't going to give you so nothing. Mad. I always take care of my daughter, but you, I don't like you. <laughs> I don't want you. You're lying and you're cheap. <laughs> and I don't want you. But then, like, after a month or two, she came back and apologized. No, she definitely got over it. she was like, Kevin, you are right. You are the man of the house. It was not my place. That, uh, Melissa's mom loves me yes yeah, i am does. her favorite son-in-law Hello? not even close greg take a hike <laughs> sean take a hike i've been there for the longest she loves me um and she respects authority yeah too so she she'll um, respect the boundary once you establish it yes. which i think is the point that's why you have to establish those boundaries and they're always going to test you and try you yes now um, my mom did it too yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom's was different. Melissa's mom was overt. My mom is like a guilt trip slanderer. Yeah. Shade. And she wanted us to come. This is when we were. They always want us to go on vacation. Vacation to visit them for the holidays. When ain't nobody got vacation money for we four people. Too small. This is just when JoJo was. Uh, At pay for his airfare yeah. age. So it was flight for four <laughs> from Seattle to Fayetteville. And that was like three grand, four grand. We're like, fam, we cannot we afford that. That's just a travel. And honestly, that is actually a learning lesson. Just real quick, I'm going to time you out and just land on that time playing out, field. Time out, yes. Because a lot of times what happens in couples is that we allow that guilt trip mm-hmm. to send us into debt. Yes. So your My parent, parents struggle with that. So your your family is, we need to spend Christmas together. I haven't seen you all year. We need to spend Thanksgiving together. I haven't seen you all year. And you like... Okay, I ain't got no money. But and I'm even if try. you had done so well, if you spend three, four thousand dollars, you can undo all the work yep. you did all year. If, yep. you, if you go put that right back on the credit card, you're, you just wasted all that all hard that work. work. And so even during just going back really quickly to when we were getting out of debt, I was like, we and I actually just posted this on my Instagram that there were opportunities to go on vacation. I even I have one specific example. A group of my friends went to Essence Fest. I don't know if you remember this mm-hmm. one. And it was a few years ago when we were trying to do our debt snowball and um, they had asked me to go and these are like my girls and I was like, "I saw we I cannot go because we're trying to do this debt snowball thing and this is going to put me behind." And when I tell you it hurt my feelings to have to say no, but I understood 
you know, the bigger purpose. Then you had to watch them have fun. I they did. Still win. Child, Instagram was They're like, popping. I ain't going to hold y'all. We going. Having ah. a fantastic time. Instagram's popping. Stories is popping. I don't care about none of your posts. Don't Facebook fast. Uh, Throwback uh-huh. Thursday to nothing. Throwback anyway, Thursday. Th- don't do none of the things. Don't remember this memory. Um, the point is that um, it takes commitment. So again, two sides of what I'm saying. First side is the credit card point that it takes commitment and you are going to have to make sacrifices. Yeah. One of the things we didn't say that actually helped me when we were doing the credit card thing is like, I'm like, I like to see my goals um, like visually. And then I like check marks. I'm yeah. like a check mark person. And so what I did was I downloaded um, the snowball debt app. And every time I would pay off a bill or I would even make a payment, it would like amortize. This is how long you've had. This is how much you've paid. This is your next milestone. And it would like get me so excited <laughs> because I was able to like visually like that's done. Check. Yeah. This is what I'm working toward next. And it keeps me on track. So when a distraction comes or like, do you want to go to essence? I can like, I can't because if I do, this is how it impacts my timeline. If I'm supposed to get, you know, paid off in December and I go on this trip, it's going to delay me till February, which delays my whole plan by this line. And I don't want to do that. I'm trying to be done in 36 months or whatever it is. That's the first thing. The second thing is if you're doing like a debt playoff plan or whatever it is, your kids, whatever it is, and and your parents or whoever is trying to invade that boundary, you have to do your job to establish it because people do respect boundaries, yeah. but you have to establish them. So they're like, this is a no go for them. I can't test them in this way because they've already established that this ain't going to fly with them. I agree with all the words that came out of your mouth. OK, do you have more words to say? No. Okay, next question. We have so many questions and we're like 40 minutes in. We're not going to finish all of these. We are not going to. No, we're not. Um, What platforms are the podcast on? YouTube, Facebook. YouTube comments are messed up right now. I don't know why I'm fighting with YouTube. Thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate and I thank all of you for sending me emails and links and articles on like how to reestablish your Facebook or not Facebook, YouTube comments. It's not Walton. Well, the thing is, it's not a traditional YouTube it's thing. Not, and that's what I was about to say. YouTube this had a, isn't uh, a traditional YouTube situation. Yeah. This is much higher. YouTube had some fiasco with pedophiles and the Momo the Challenge Momo. and PewDiePie. I was about to say Mambo. It, it, you know what happened? When the guy said subscribe to PewDiePie uh, before that attack, that's when the comment thing came back up. Mm. So some channels have been identified as high risk incorrectly. And their comments are completely disabled. So my channel was identified as high risk to minors somehow. I'm like, cause I don't even be doing, I don't even cuss on my channel. So I'm fighting or working with YouTube on a resolution uh, to that. But um, anyway, it's on Facebook, YouTube, it's on Spotify, Spotify. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, it's supposed to be on Stitcher and Google Play, but... I don't know if a lot of our users use that because nobody ever says it's on. Let me or not. tell you, I didn't know realize Apple how many Spotify people Spotify um, when it doesn't come up on Spotify, I get hate mail. I mean, my DMs are lit. <laughs> Spotify or nothing good. Yeah, it could my be DM stays stay lit. So there is something. There's like a delay. It yeah. seems to be with Spotify. So it we always post on Spotify. It's just not always up immediately. Yeah, we and post I, it at the same time. It's how the Spotify and Apple Podcast suite for your RSS feed. That time is different based on the platform. Okay, next question. Um, what? Oh, no, no, no. Where is Melissa on her sexuality journey? What advice do you have for women? 
Yeah, right. That was a good question. Everybody's like, hmm, that was a good question. I thought it was a good follow up. So I included it. Although y'all listen, y'all had really good questions. So where am I on my sexuality journey? First of all, journey is a great word because it's still a journey. I am to be super churchy, not where I was, but not where I want to be. <laughs> funny, I've made funny. um I've made a lot of progress, but there are there is still a long road ahead. There are definitely some things that I am going back to the comment or the question we had earlier some things that i still have to like search within myself to find the root of searched all over there are some things that i realized that's probably just a hard no for me and i'm coming to those conclusions oh you're coming to some conclusions oh right um all i did is repeat what you said there are a certain word uh, there are we're all adults here amen (laughs) there are some um things that I know I'm just uncomfortable with. And then there are some things that I have to question why I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a journey. It's something that I'm still working on. But I'll tell you what, if you want I'll to have a good time what. with between you and your spouse, you should try Blue Chew. <laughs> Woo! You were in your bag today, girl. I didn't even see any coming. Uh-huh. I looked at you for the like. I know. Uh, that was good. Thank you. I'm trying. Blue Chew is uh, impressive. You know what I thought about too, and Blue Chew fits right into this. We were talking about taking the stigma out of sex in in February, February. and I think that's what a lot of the issues with sex are. It's mm-hmm. like you're ashamed about stuff that you shouldn't be ashamed about. Yes. So I was reading this tweet, and we'll talk about this another time. Um, and I'll I'll, I'll bring this around to Blue Chew. Uh, when we first were married, I attributed being wet. To mm-hmm. what I did, I've got to do something to make sure. her wet. If she's not wet, it's not it's not my fault. So then I actually did some is research, or it is my fault. I did some research about it, and there's more physiology that has to go into being wet than just like simulation. Where uh, hormones, time of the month, after after you have kids, your body age. produces age, all that stuff. So I was like, oh, it ain't me. It ain't always me. <laughs> so lube ain't mine. It ain't my problem. So it's the same thing with male enhance or male uh, enhancement. That's a physiological thing. Mm-hmm. Some, that's one thing that you can't control, and it doesn't have to be something you're ashamed of. So uh, because we keep it a thou wow with y'all, I use Blue Chew, amen? And it it was a blessing to me and my ministry. Uh, I have not suffered from erectile dysfunction, amen? I'm just thanking God that everything is, has worked when it's needed to work, and I believe God that uh, some of my dysfunction is it uh, being erect when I don't need it to be. Like, hey, man, I'm t- I just need to pee right now. I don't, what's up? It's 6 a.m. I hate But you. as far as, like, the bedtime... But however, the thing that I like about Blue Chew, it's not just for that. And Absolutely. It's for if you just want enhancement, if you are a little sluggish, like I be traveling and God has blessed us. Mondays has been my day of Melissa's always been understanding. I've been on the road and want to come home Monday. I literally She's been cannot. Bl- able to bless me in certain ways. I say, oh, baby, I've been on that long road making that money All right, and I ain't boy. seen the touch of a woman. I'm falling apart. But I also don't have as much energy on Mondays as I need. So Blue Chew, it comes and makes me strong where I was weak. And I say, hey, whoa, my goodness. Hello. Hello. And it don't take no long time to get going. You know, one time I, uh, we was at a Valentine's Day, man, and God was doing a new thing over there at the, uh, what hotel did we stay at? The The Waldorf Astoria, Astoria. Beverly Hills, pulled up, you feel me, 
And uh, that blue chew, man, I popped it in. Now it was like a gummy bear <laughs> bouncing through the air and everywhere. So it don't take no whole bunch of time. You don't have you to have plan to be it of out. You a certain age to even yeah. know that <laughs> theme song. You don't have to plan it out eight to ten hours. Like, okay, we're going to plan out have sex hopefully around ten. Like, it allows for you to have the spontaneity that you need to enjoy your sexual life and prowess. So blue chew is definitely a friend of the podcast and friend a of listener favorite because yeah. um, I definitely stay with testimonials in my inbox. So. <laughs> So right now we've got a special offer from our list or for our listeners visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free with special promo code love hour just pay five dollars for shipment so well, all you're gonna do you're gonna try it for free just pay for shipping it's five dollars it is worth going to blue chew entering our promo code and doing this just didn't know that okay again that's bluechew.com that's blue like the color b-l-u-e chew.com enter promo code love hour at checkout to try it for free just pay five dollars for shipping amen all right next question did i answer that completely yeah i think i did okay how do you handle situations when your spouse is unwilling to compromise situations will arise um have I ever been unwilling to compromise? I don't know. I got stuck on the fact that you guys Probably went into full concert bad. mode right now. <laughs> Josh is always a background singer for yeah, you. That's my boy. Um, okay, so unwilling to compromise. So I, I think you have to... Uh, um, no, I don't think we've ever been unwilling to compromise. But how would you? I feel like the first thing you have to know is a compromise. The best definition I've had heard about it is a good compromise means means both sides are a little unhappy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when people use compromise, we really mean I want you to come around Bend, to the way I which think. is this episode of this is us. This and Kev, it is. It's so about good. Beth and uh, it's your boy. Beth centric. Um, that's what they uh, call it. Sterling's the- character, um, Ronald Randall. Randall. It there are there. They are Beth-centric episodes that they've been having lately, and this one specifically. Hold on. Okay. That is low and loud. Man. That sounds like a military helicopter. That don't sound like a police. Yeah. Okay, Black Hawk Down. (laughs) Black Hawk Down was the movie. Okay, Saving Private Ryan. I, we used to sell we used to sell parts that. on the Blackhawk. Okay, everybody's been in the military. Okay, go. <laughs> I do work for Boeing, but that's not Boeing. That's North Argomen. Yeah, we're for Boeing right now. <laughs> Things ain't going well. Facts. <laughs> not to the max. I was on the military side, not the commercial. Amen. <laughs> um, go. What? Compromise. The, compromise. You, you really. Oh, okay. So on the best centric episodes, one of the things that they are talking about, and I hope that this, I'm going to give. Oh, it went out. We need to send it back to Amazon. Yeah, we do. We paid too much for that thing to not be working. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that's happening is that Randall is the dreamer. So he's done all of these career changes, all of these things, and one of the things that she said so good, and I was like, we need to talk about this because this is the. Um, dreamer planner type situation she said our relationship only works when I bend Mm. and I was like whoa wait hold on wait wait a minute because a lot of times (laughs) what you what we and oh it was so good because then hit from his perspective he's like 
I'm not signing up for this revisionist history that you're giving where you just lay down and let me bulldozer over your dreams. And I was like, oh, that's what he came back yes. with. And I was like, wait, I'm still not ready. I'm, I'm not recovering. All the Randall? Way. Man, it was so good. But the point that they were and and it's interesting to see a scene where two people can be so right and still be wrong. Yes. And that's what that was. And so, and trying to get back to this compromise. But a lot of times where what we do is we compromise and or we think we're compromising. But what we're actually doing is either accommodating or sacrificing. Yep, yep. But if I don't have that conversation with my spouse, they're unaware right. that I'm considering this a concession, a, a, yes. an accommodation, um, a bend. Yes. And so they think we're doing this together. We've reached a decision together and we're moving and forward we together. And we agreed. Yeah. Even That's if I did. Yes. Before. And I know I was watching that and I was like, oh, Beth. I am you. Oh, Randall, you are Kevin. Because, and that's what happens in relationships. Again, going back to this, um, my favorite definition of a contract is the coming together of the minds and not at the high level, it's in the details. Yes. And so we think we've reached an agreement because we've both decided, just as an example, we're moving to California. But we haven't decided or discussed the details mm-hmm. in which made this decision come to life. Yep. And therefore, we have a different understanding standing of them mm-hmm. and then when we do have that conversation we realize we're on two totally opposite sides of the spectrum amen so in order to compromise i think you have to figure out number one a lot of times it's fear if i'm not willing to come to the table it's because i'm afraid of something i don't trust this plan i don't believe you know what you're doing i don't believe we're talking this through i am afraid of the future I, it, there's some sort of fear there so we need to discuss those fears and then address them and once you can do that together i believe you can reach compromise right. but a lot of times all you hear is i don't want to and i don't want to either did it make sense mm-hmm. okay good what have I taught you in the years you've been married and what have you taught me in the years that we've been married? I thought that was such an insightful question. What have you taught me? Dang. I'm going to answer. Cause I had, yeah, because I had an opportunity to look to at it. About it? Yeah. Okay, I saw I like the question it. when they posted it and then when I was writing the stuff, I was like, oh, yeah, I do like that question. I'm going to include it. <laughs> uh, I was doing this total thumb name. I was talking to Shari and um, I was like doing that voice and she responded back to me in the same voice. And I just fell out it's laughing. It's the funniest voice. It was the funniest. It's the eat salad thing. voice. It is. It, it's I like just, salad. Nom, nom, nom. It is so <laughs> funny. Yum, yum. It's so good. Very much. Look at the salad. It's good. Um, okay. So what have you taught me? This is kind of an obvious answer, but I'm going to allow it to be. You have taught me... Um, the power of believing and betting on myself. You're welcome. Uh, I, in the world that I envisioned as a young child up until like four years ago, three, <laughs> child, maybe even a year ago, um, I never envisioned, imagined my life to be where it is today. Mm-hmm. Ever. The thought of, uh, I keep wanting to say betting on black, but the thought of betting on myself, the thought of believing and not believing in myself, um, believing in myself enough to make my a business right. is what I mean. I would have, and I've said this before as well, I said this actually on Facebook, I would have taught 
marriage enrichment at my local church forever. And I would have been happy doing that (laughs) simply because I enjoy it so much. Like there is just a genuine love that I have for relationships and, you know, that kind of thing. But the thought of turning it into um, more than just what I do once a month at my church into like what we are doing now, even if I had visions uh, and I did have visions of like, I want to do a conference. I envisioned a little bit different than what we're doing now, but I did want to do a conference, but it would have never been on number one as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been at my local church. It would have been like we did in Washington at Therms for 12 yes. people on a random Thursday night mm-hmm. or Friday night. And we had the greatest time of our we lives. We did. Man. And that would have been more than okay with me. Um, so, you, yeah, you've taught me the power of believing in myself, betting on myself, uh, entrepreneurship in a way that I would not have imagined on my own. Yes. You have taught me two things. One even if you don't know how to throw it back early in your marriage, you can learn. And I've, I've been amazed at your growth. I literally can't stand you. I'm so grateful for attention to detail. Amen. We're, we believe in God. <laughs> the second thing, this might not be as beautiful as yours, but it's something I needed to learn. I don't know everything. Ciao. Yes. I don't know everything. My way is not always the right way. Um, you are mostly to almost always right. <laughs> um, I'm not always right. Mostly. But when when it comes to business, I feel like you have more business acumen than you realize. Um, and like, so for example, well, I compliment your business acumen. Yeah. Um, I would say that. So one of the projects that I'm working on, you found a way for us to do it without me having to leave, mm-hmm. which is better for our family and probably better for the business mm-hmm. um, overall. And it would have been the way that I did it. Um, so one of the things we talked about earlier is me working on listening to you early and often. And I validated and valued that statement and sentiment early on. And it's proven to be right. Right. When we moved here, not putting the house on foreclosure and how to do this and how to do the tour and how to promote the 10,000 seat Chicago show, like all that stuff is uh, valuable. So it means I don't have to do it alone. I don't have to be I don't have to hold I don't have to do everything mm-hmm. just because that was the way I did it to get us here. Sure. doesn't mean it's the way that I have to do it to get us where we're going now. Now, I've told you uh, this whole year, the word of the Lord is scale mm-hmm. for us. And sometimes you have to incur new expenses to scale. But if you do that right your business grows. If you do it wrong, you you're go MC broke. Hammer. And I don't want to be MC Hammer. Chad, and we're trying to strike the balance. Yes. Because all I see is debits. But the thing is, <laughs> I, I was watching Shark Tank, um, and usually their inflection of cash, it's almost always to build their infrastructure. Yeah. So they can handle more sales of said product. Absolutely. Bigger warehouse, more people, yep. the right people. It's not just give me more money so yeah. I can do it. It's to build the right infrastructure. And I think that's what we're doing at Kevin Stage Studios. Greatest Disney movie of all time. That is so hard. Is it? Child Lion King, done. No question. Yeah, that's actually pretty easy. There are other great movies. There are other great movies. If we're talking top five, I have plenty. uh, No, I can name them. Lion King to me is the greatest movie of all time because it. Greatest Disney movie. Greatest Disney movie. Thank you. Of all time. Not movie. Greatest. One got to go Simba, Mufasa, Sarabi, Rafiki. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, that's hard. But the mama got to go. Oh, you you took out the black mom? 
She might gotta go. Hey, when she walked past them hyenas with her head held she high, she did. She was like, "Ain't nobody worried about nothing." She did. Um, going back and forth with you hyenas. Well, Mufasa's going fine. anyway. But listen, wow, what? He is going anyway. He is going anyway. He died. He did. But listen to me. It teaches kids about death, mm. and that is such a hard thing to teach seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old children. In a way that isn't um, scary. Yeah. Um, or condescending. Or, yeah, and it doesn't minimize it. Like, there is, and, and it teaches kids about choices and, you know, there's consequences to your actions, but there's also forgiveness and there is redemption. Like, there are huge life lessons. You may not get it at seven years. I'm kissing my microphone. There, You may not understand or get it at seven years old, but looking back on the movie <laughs> as an adult, that's a heavy deal movie fair and it's part of my childhood so and it's also generated the most money of any intellectual property in the history of the world really yes why do you know these random facts because i'm in entertainment the lion king on broadway the it's touring, freaking fantastic the merchandise the lion we king, just saw it we did it was great it's fantastic and hamilton wait what was the question? hamilton or lion king oh hamilton Lion King's good, though. It's not a knock on the Lion King. Hamilton is amazing. Yeah, we should go see it. I told Doughboy when we have our New York show in August, we should see it. Uh, Hamilton. It's fantastic. A matinee. Doughboy question how they do Lion King live. Oh. Culture your friend. Culture your friend. Oh, my god. Okay, gosh. go. So. <sighs> Keep- I understand how that's the greatest movie. I'll give you that. Disney. Greatest Disney movie. What's yours? My favorite Disney movie okay. is The Incredibles. Oh, it's great. The Incredibles is flawless. It is. Toy Story is also really good. Yeah. It's tough. And I think I'm going to say The Incredibles because I had not seen an animated film that dealt with real life marital issues. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm Bob Parr. I want to do more. And my wife is like, no, work your little stupid job. <laughs> And I want to be more. And he almost cheated on his wife. He did. They was going down that line. They did. So I was like, yo, this movie ain't really for kids like that. Mm-hmm. And Syndrome was a great villain. And his origin story was super great. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to have to agree with you. The Lion King. The Incredibles. Is the most quintessential is like, Disney property it is. ever. And well, they stole the, it from uh, And this her. is the other thing. It's what? Stolen. There's oh. another property called Koala or Kala or something. It's literally the same story as The Lion King. But that's, Disney did that. They are that's not new for them. The, uh, the Cinderella that's too that was bad. copyright stuff. I was gonna say the of. other thing that um, the reason why I would edge out The Lion King over The Incredibles because I actually do love The Incredibles is that back in the day Disney movies were about the songs. Yeah. There's no song in The Incredibles. Yeah. What? Uh, what are the words? We just said it. Incredibles is finna come and kill you. Exactly. And that's just like their theme song. Yeah. The Lion King has like solid hits. Let me tell you what. My opinion, Be Prepared is the best song in the Lion King. It's so freaking great. It is the greatest. Teeth and Ambition are bared. Teeth and, yes, it's great. Be Prepared. My favorite Lion King song. Yeah, you quote that all the time. Yes. Stick with me and you'll never go hungry again. Yes. That's my motto for people with Kev. I ain't going to hold you. Stick with me. But see, he didn't actually stick to that, though. They no, immediately went hungry. They after did. That. They did. Uh, Cut to the next scene. <laughs> Scar, there's no food. You just said stick with me and we'll never go hungry. It's We hungry on Thursday. I asked Melissa this. Uh, and before we go on, Josh, I want to ask you. 
Was it Scar's fault that they went hungry? Or was it that he added the hyenas? Was it the climate control? Why was it Scar's fault? They never said why it was his fault. Just because he's the leader. But also, I think, weren't they supposed to move from Pride Rock? The, the and herd, he, they had to move. But Mufasa never said they were moving anywhere. It looked like from Mufasa's life, they was always in Pride Rock. I don't know. I heard it was climate control. But I think it was the hyenas. Adding the hyenas to the lions. It too many probably people disrupted, yeah. It, de- it disrupted the circle, the natural order of things. Because the hyenas was over near the elephant graveyard. Mm-hmm. It was like the contagious rotten apple, I feel like. What's that? Tell us more. Maleficent? Well, I'm saying, like, was scarred. Like you said, added the hyenas, and then it's kind of like a ripple. Too many eater, too, too many, many meat eaters. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I mean, that's my opinion. It's my opinion. Okay, ready? Next yes, question. Yes, girl. Do you feel this is to me? Do you feel like you have to dim your light to be submissive? Because I shine bright like a diamond. Hello. Um, I think that that is a okay. My answer is no, but I have believed that before. Mm. Okay, that's what I was trying to get out. So I, I like it. Okay, I like it. The reason why I'm at a point where I say no is because I am not in competition with my husband, and the only way one of us can shine is if we're into competition, and there's yeah. only room for one sh- one star. Yes. Okay. So that's number one. I don't feel like I'm in competition, and I don't feel like in order for me to be a supportive, help meet wife, that my light has to be dimmed so that I can help push my husband. Right. Okay. That's that part. I think that what I have to do is um, take up all of my space. Not be afraid to be all of who I am, who God has called me to be. Huh? N- not be afraid to realize man- dreams yeah. and you know manifest those yeah. things in reality, and not have the discussion come together with my husband and we both can shine. Does that make sense? I, saw I don't have tweet. to challenge you to do that. Go for your tweet. The tweet said the sun and moon both shine when it's their time, and I was like. It's great. Mm-hmm. They both light up the sky mm-hmm. when it's their time. And they don't have to be in competition together. They work mm-hmm. in tangent and company. I firmly believe this, and I've told you this. You're going to eclipse me when you fully activate all your gifts. And remember in Into the Spider-Verse? Mm-hmm. When Miles really figured it out? Yeah. By the way, nominating that for best hero finds the confidence scene in a movie. That two and a half minutes when he figures it out? Gets his little thing together. But anyway, when you start speaking and doing your conferences and stuff, I think you um, will shine bright. And I'll be happy to be your little Yeah, adjutant. that's the other thing. I don't think that there, it has <laughs> to be. I don't think that there has to be a challenge of no. your husband's masculinity. All of our money goes into the same account. No, but it's not about money. I think it's about ego. Money for me. I'm trying to get that bread, yeah. But I'm saying that the question isn't about money. Oh, the question is about ego. Yeah. That if I am not being submissive or if I'm not, what did she say? If if I'm not, do I have to dim my light in order to protect my yes. husband's ego yes. and that submission? And I just don't think that that has to be the case. I think that they can work in tandem. I think that they can complement one another. And I don't think that it has to be me or you. No, it's me and you. Yes. Your mama and your cousins, too. Amen. You know that's from? I do. I was going to sing it, but I knew you were going to, so I didn't. You let my light shine. I did. <laughs> that was a choice. Um, have y'all been to marriage counseling, or are you self-taught through experience? 
We have not been to to specific Kevin and Melissa marriage counseling. We did a lot of marriage enrichment. And, and we did premarital counseling before we oh, yeah, were we married. Oh, yeah, we did premarital counseling, PNC. Um, pre-marital with counseling. our um, pastor, not with a certified or licensed therapist. And since then, we have not. I do want to. Mm-hmm. I absolutely Me want too, to. Me too, because, I mean, sometimes, oh, um, so tough. But most of the things that, uh, not most, all the things that we talk about are either A, through experience, or B, things that I've, I'm just a junkie for, for this platform of information. So I listen to podcasts. I read books. I read books. I listen to podcasts. Like that's literally. And then there's experiences. They're my own like personal revelations and just different things. But we've never gone to um, a counselor since premarital counseling. With that said, I started. I'm gonna say it now. Uh, if you need counseling, if you are searching and maybe questioning if you need counseling or want to go to a therapist, it is my strong recommendation that you do not go to your pastor that you go to someone who is licensed lmft they can be christian you can find a christian lions marriage and family therapist but i do not believe that a non-licensed pastor should be your primary should be your primary counselor thank you i was thinking about how we got there as a community and i think it's because before we didn't have access to those resources And it was looked down upon. Sure. So all we had was the church and the pastor. Mm-hmm. And it served a time for when that's all we had. But now we have resources. And, and the stigma the is out of it. Pastor. Yeah. Let him pastor exactly. you. Exactly. Or her pastor you and teach about the word of God and things like that. And let your counselor counsel. Same way you would not go to your pastor if you need a physical trainer. You're like, hey, man, I need you to train me. Like, right. bro, I'm the pastor. You need a chef. You need an accountant. And like, and we try to make our pastor everything. Exactly. Let and them be the specialist that they need to be. And that's not to say that the your pastor doesn't have wisdom. No. Um, I believe you can find wisdom and nuggets of truth and life experience in anyone, including your pastor. Um, but I do believe that sometimes when we are doing deep dives into ourselves and into our experiences and trying to find the root of why I act or think a certain way, um, I just don't think that your pastors in general are always equipped to handle and have those discussions with people. And um, and then there's a lot of bias. If you go to my church every single Sunday, I see you every single Sunday. And let's say you have, you know, it's you and your spouse are going to your your pastor for marriage counseling. They're going to have a bias based off what they think is going on because they see you every Sunday. I see the way he acts. I see the way she acts. And I know who they like more. And more important to the ministry. Hello. Let's hope they don't do that. But I mean, you never know. It's 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 human nature. Sure, it is. If you are the worship leader. And it's an important part, and your wife just comes to church, or your husband just comes to church. Mm-hmm. I'm going. If I'm the pastor, you might not. I'm not even saying it's on purpose. Subconsciously, you might lean towards the person yeah. who is more necessary to the ministry. These are people who are just human. Yeah. So, so that's my little tidbit. You didn't ask it, nobody, but I gave you a full answer. <laughs> um, last question. Last question. Baby okay, girl, I gotta go. Uh, Oh, me too. How many days a week should a couple have sex? Seven days are available. Eight days should be sexed. Eight days a a week. I love to love to love you. Your marriage and your sexual amount of time is going to be dependent. Do you know who sings that song, though? The Beatles? Okay. Was that right? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Is that eight days a week? Yeah. All right, cool. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, Um... There's no uh, no specific amount of time or days. Yes. Um, What's common? Like three or four or two? No, I don't actually even think there's probably an average. um, But someone's uh, one couple's average is not necessarily um, 
I wouldn't say it should be used as a dictator for what should happen in your relationship. Right. One of the things I heard on relationship podcasts I was listening to recently is um, that you should aim to aim for the higher desire spouse's number. Yeah, I was like, why you always got Let's go, higher what? desire. That's your boy. Fire and desire. Higher desire. That's uh, me. I like it. The sexing. Um, the point is that <laughs> if you are aiming toward that, um, number one, it's going to hold you accountable to ensure my, my, I added this part. He didn't say that, but I'm finna Don't say add it. No, Just I'm go fin- with I'm the part that helps me. It, Don't add nothing to balance it out for you. The, yes, I am. Um, <laughs> Uh, then the higher desire has to be accountable to make sure that the lower desires intimate needs are met as well. So I think it becomes just a balancing act. Yes. So if I'm always aiming to please you and then you're aiming to please me, neither one of us are left without. So how many days does that get us? Aim. Seven. I said aim. I didn't give a number. And if I'm gone three days out of the week, every day I'm here is what I'm saying. Aim. Aim. That's what I'm saying. Aim for the moon. If you fall, you'll at least land amongst the stars. Mm. That's a refrigerator magnet if I it ever see It is. One. Okay, let's finish. I have to go to the bathroom. Okay, I can't think about anything else. else? Uh, buy tickets to our Chicago show, even if you're not going. 10K Shy, that's happening May 24th. Um, also, we have the Love Hour conference that is a thing that is happening. I'm going to announce registration right now. Yeah, because people are hating me. Okay, I'm going to let y'all hate. Join the mailing list. I didn't take long. Uh, she, I mean, you talk about a flip-flop. You only got two weeks? Okay. Two weeks. Come on. Okay, okay. okay. Finally, I'm be on my side okay, sometime. I'm not going to announce, but it is coming soon. It <laughs> came out of nowhere. Like, what? Because I was... Th- next time i didn't take much convincing um but if you're interested in joining the mailing list text love hour to five 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 eight 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 that's love hour l-o-v-h-o-u-r five 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 eight 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 i am not i have not sent any correspondence you have not missed the deadline you have not missed the registration date i am not going to spam you i'm just collecting all of the information so that when registration get your money ready though because once it drops it's only a thousand people can come we have uh, three million fans across platform. It's three million are his. No, <laughs> you added thirty thousand or something. Bless your. I'm heart. at fifty now. Bless your widow, widow, baby forward. No, yeah, but um, and that isn't to like create a frenzy. We only feel like we can handle a thousand the first time. We want to make sure we get this right before expand before we expand it. So get your money ready. To at least do the deposit. We can't hold you. Once them t- spots are gone, they're gone. We're not going to be able to add with the venues. The way this works, you can't even add yeah. stuff later. So so get your money ready. It'll be Take a, some money out of your kids' college. It's fine. It, it won't be that won't expensive. But we are taking payment plans. Um, it's going to be a phenomenal event. I'm already starting to get speakers confirmed. I'm getting artists confirmed. I'm like super, super excited about it. So again, that's 555-888. Text Love Hour. Follow me on social media. I'm at Miss Kevin Stage. Kevin on Stage because you know what it and is. And follow the Love Hour at the Love Hour podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And that is all the announcements that I have. See you next week because I'll week. fire on you.